felt like I got off to a you know a good start. Um, I was giving myself looks all day. I think I hit 14 of 15 fairways and 17 of 18 greens. I think what my caddy Nick told me. So um, obviously I had looks all day and um, I was putting good and everything felt really good. Just you know at the start I felt like the putts didn't really drop and then once I started to feel a lot better with my putter, you know everything kind of went in. So it was just a really solid round, you know, from start to finish and. I'm really happy with where my game's at. Yeah, 17 of 18, as you mentioned, good ball striking. Uh, Just talk a little bit about your confidence level coming in. Yeah, um, I, you know, I'm probably the most confident I've been, I mean, I can almost say since I've turned pro. Um, The last six months, um, you know, I haven't really been playing well, and um, I feel like my swing just got a little out of whack, and it was something a little smaller than I thought it was, but... uh, working on the right stuff now, um, sticking to the process and just feel like I'm in a really good spot, not only physically, but, uh, you know, mentally as well. Just having a lot, a lot better time out there, being happy and, uh, enjoying myself. You said it wasn't far off anything in particular with your swing that you, um, yeah, I'm, I usually, you know, I really like to get shallow mm-hmm. and, uh, I was just getting a little steep. I was getting a little too bent over with my, my upper body and not enough knee bend. So in my setup, I'm just, starting to have a little more knee bend and not get quite as bent over and it's allowing me to you know get a little more shallow through the ball and when I get shallow my uh my face stays square a lot longer through impact and that was the biggest thing for me is I just didn't feel like I had control of my face and now back to where I was you know before I turned pro and in college when I was playing really well um I was really shallow and had a lot of face control so um yeah, I mean, like I said, last six months have been hard, but I feel like I'm going to be a better player from it in the future and um, never heard of a perfect career. So hopefully I got my bad stuff out of the way. All right, awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it, Matthew. Pretty good opening round for Matthew Wolf. Welcome one and all to the Fairways of Life show on this Friday from wherever around the globe you're joining us today. Yeah, we are going to be talking about the legend that is Ben Hogan coming up in the program for a very specific reason that can help you and We'll fill you in on the same in just a little bit. Hang in there with us. At the Shriners, uh, Sun Kang opened with a 10 under par. You heard me right, 10 under par, 61. He leads by two. Sun J.M. amongst those tied for second, also tied for second. Chad Ramey, all those scores tied for second represent eight under par rounds of 63. Another tied for second after an eight under par round of 63 is none other than Charlie Hoffman. At 44 years old, that beautiful golf swing continues to deliver. It was one of those rounds where my good shots turned out pretty good. My bad shots I got away with. Uh, a couple good bounces uh, from Aaron T shots that were in the fairway that sort of bounced back in the fairway. And I uh, made some good mid-range putts and I made all my shots that hit close. So it was one of those rounds, uh, I don't know if I could have really shot much lower. There was a, I made a, a sloppy bogey on the drive ball. Uh, 15th but besides that uh i mean i i really couldn't shave too much more off the off the round i'm, I'm happy with uh, what i did and i got and i got the afternoon to uh, figure out some ball striking things that i want to improve on not your first rodeo around here uh condition wise it was gettable out there wasn't it yeah you know what no wind which as i say in las vegas you know when you can start attacking this, this golf course it starts blowing 15 to 20 it's a, di- it's a different animal uh you got to hit the fairways. I was able to hit a few fairways, and I was able to attack on those holes. I hit the fairway, and I, you know, I've I've been out here. I went to college out here in '95, so I, this is uh, not my first time around this golf course. And uh, the greens were somewhat receptive and rolling smooth this morning, and so uh, I was able to make some birdies. And Charlie, you mentioned a minute ago uh, you're not out here just to collect paychecks. Uh, talk a little bit about this season, your goals, what you'd like to achieve. Yeah, you know, it uh, came a little short from the Tour Championship last year, uh, which was a goal, and obviously. Winning golf tournaments is the major goal. I, I'm not here, like I said, to make cuts, make paychecks. I, I want to win. It's been a it's been a few years since I've won uh, San Antonio, the Texas Open, and uh, you know, there's no better spot than uh, my adopted hometown, where I went to college here in Las Vegas. Uh, I'd love to get a W here, but uh, I've got a lot of work in front of me. But uh, I, my goal this year is uh, is to get a W and uh, get back in that winner's circle and get back to Kapalua. So, so being a Vegas guy, how many? times would you estimate you've played this course over the years <laughs> hundreds Jeez. uh you, you start doing the math in, co- in college for four years you probably played it a couple times a month you get 20 20 i mean that's 100 that's 100 and something rounds there i mean <laughs> and then you, 
close. I mean, I've been on tour. This is my 16th year. I don't think I've missed it. And I mean, obviously, I've missed cuts and all there. And I mean, you got you got practice rounds on top. Of, I mean, I've more than hundreds. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, a lot of times around this golf course. But they've made improvements and changes throughout the years. But it's it's still the same bones that I started playing early yeah. early on. Yeah. What is your relationship with Vegas now? You're you're not living here anymore, no, are you? My relationship is I, I watch from afar and I'm moved from San Diego. So uh, I lived out here. 20-something years, and when my kids started school, uh, the support system with family was uh, with my parents and her parents, brothers, sisters, a lot, lot, lot better in San Diego as much as I'm on the road. Uh, I uh, hated hated leaving Las Vegas because we as a family and uh, my wife and I loved it here. And uh, Unfortunately, uh, we don't call it home anymore, but we call San Diego home where I grew up, And uh, but it's a place that we love to come and visit and support and uh, pull for all the, all the athletics and teams that uh, come through here now. Yeah. Charlie Hoffman, an eight under par 63, only two shots off the pace currently. I'll ask Dom about the weather in Las Vegas in just a second for later on. Today, PXG's new Gen 4 golf clubs, they are the most advanced, best-performing clubs that we've ever made, packed with new innovations like aluminum vapor technology, precision weighting technology, X-Core technology, and more Gen 4 irons, drivers, fairways, and hybrids deliver incredible ball speed, distance control, sound, and feel. Visit pxg.com. Or call 844-PLAY-PXG to learn more. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. All right, so you heard Matt Wolf at the start of the show. And my favorite part about that sound, and we do have favorite parts about sound, was when he said, I'm feeling he's more, conf- more confident than I have since I've turned pro. That's a really good sign for so many different reasons. What about Victor Hovland? I think back to that day at the Travelers Championship now a couple years ago where it was Colin Morikawa and Victor and Matt and Justin Saw and the four young, fresh faces sitting before us in the media center in the interview room telling us about what their hopes and dreams were. Well, for Matt and for Victor and certainly for Colin, a multiple-time major champion now, their seasons and their professional careers have gotten off to a very quick start. Indeed, we're still trying to find out what lies in store for Justin Saw. You know, we're big fans of him and believe in what he's doing. But for Victor Hovland, sure, coming off the Ryder Cup and all that was, a tie for 31st, a four under par opening round, it sounds ominous to be six shots back. But let's find out from Victor Hovland what his thoughts were about his first round. Obviously a great start. Um, hit the ball awesome and and um, just kind of didn't make many mistakes. Um, but then, uh, yeah, the kind of the first bogey on um, so the 14th hole, the par three, I hit a great shot, just one bounced over the green, and and uh, that was kind of a momentum killer. But I thought I bounced back pretty well and um, played really well the rest of the round, but then didn't really make anything. And then towards the, the end, I started making some putts, and then, again, just a momentum killer on on number eight uh, with a double bogey there and three pot in the last. So I, I felt like I played way better than my score today. What Was the lie really bad on eight or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, I hit a terrible, terrible shot to the right, but it ended up right up against the, the lip on the right. Um, so I had to get really steep on it. But when you do that, you're just going straight underneath the sand. So um, ended up just leaving it in the bunker and then hit an average bunker shot from there and missed the putt. So um would have been nice to finish with a birdie, but, you know, and then compound that with another three putts. So not the best finish. Are you goal-oriented, and, and this is your first start of the season, um, do you have any ideas of what you're going to try to go after this year, this season? I, I don't like to, spe- uh, to you know, set specific results uh, goals. Um, I think the, the stats are a really good indicator of, of what I'm doing. You can play great and, and not win tournaments. So I, I think for me it's just I need to keep doing what I am doing because I'm, I'm playing really, really well. But uh, I need to just get a little sharper on and around the greens, which I, I feel like I'm already showing promises there. But, um, you know, sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't. But I feel um, like if I just keep working on what I'm doing over the course of a year, um, you know, if we could just get a little bit better there, that's going to be huge. A little lighthearted question. On the telecast, PGA Tour Live, they said either Victor's working out or he's wearing smaller shirts. <laughs> they, um, are you in any type of workout program, just to make sure? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the, the JL, I call it, the, they have the auto jack shirt. You know, they just fit around the arms, so they look huge, even okay. though they're really small. But, no, uh, I, I have been working out a little bit, but, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Interesting question. I think that that was Steve DeMeglio that asked when actually he is yeah, a really strong kid. Too. Can you tell? Yeah, you, you I don't think you should wear Jay Lindbergh. I, it's funny I'm because the, uh, loose shirt so you can't see all my muscles. Kind yeah, of thing. I, I was telling that so funny that DeMeglio finished with that question because while we were watching the interview, I was telling Dom that Jay Lindbergh clothing basically fits like yoga pants, male or female. That's how, how they are. If, if, if you are out of shape, I don't think you'll look good and that particular brand of clothing. So I th- I do think, in fairness to, to Victor Hovland, it's a combination of uh, his own fitness w- level as well as the, the style that he is rocking on the golf course. You can rock the style of Tour Edge uh, anytime you want to and all the technology that they have to offer. A good place to get started is touredge.com, remembering that everything they sell is carried and backed by a lifetime warranty. Uh, we're about to produce, you can see the clubs uh, here before me. This is the new 522 series and range. Uh, this is the C522 that we're going to produce a bunch of videos for that will be placed on their website and through social media that will explain the technology that will be out uh, very soon. So touredge.com is where you can go to get all the information on all of their product that is pound for pound the best value in the game. There is no doubt about that. Okay, Sun King leading the way at 10 under par after that opening round of 61 most impressive indeed on the lpga at the founders uh, cup jin young ko is leading the pace right now at eight under par she is three shots clear of second place sandra gall at five under par uh, four under par are multiple players including brooke henderson uh perrine de la cor uh, yuka sasso amy yang nelly corda all at four under par so young root also on the mark of four under par let's start with sandra gall she's in second place at five under par and find out what her thoughts were after the opening round i feel very good um i came into the tournament striking really nicely and it's kind of been building up the last few weeks but you know until you see the results on the course you 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 know you just got to play 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 what have you been working on in your game that's really seemed to to sink today um, you know, I worked with David Whelan a lot on my setup and um, kind of hitting these three-quarter iron shots. And I'm actually drawing the ball, which I haven't in a few years. Awesome. And yeah. do you think that did that help you out here on this golf course? Yeah, it sets up for my eye quite well. Um, and I played the Bell Skinner charity event here like a bunch of times. So I came here and I kind of recognized the course later until I just got here. And um I think it's all about hitting solid iron shots on this course. You know, the fairways are fairly wide, and then there's all these pockets and some of these pin positions today, man, they were hard. (laughs) So tell me about the round. Any particular highlights that stood Mm -hmm. out to you? Um, I think I had a good start. I think I made, what did I make? Three birdies on my first nine. Um, Yeah, I had a good few putts. And then I think on the back nine, I was kind of proud of myself because I I hit in the bunker on one hole and got a really good up and down for par. So I kind of saved the momentum. And then I almost hold it, actually, on number seven. So that was probably my highlight. Yeah, almost a hole in one. Great. We'll send it over to Steve. People haven't seen you in a while. How do you feel? How do I feel? Yeah, it's it's improving. Um, I'm getting there. Um, I think I've made a lot of put a lot of work in into all areas of my game and my just my mental health um, and it's a work in progress you know I don't think you're ever fully there you know like everything's great and sunshine rainbows but you have a lot of great moments and then you have a few downs and I you just gotta kind of ride the waves and take the good things with you and keep improving is there any part of the process that you can share with us where you're like okay now it's time to come back out and play golf um, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I think, no. <laughs> I don't think it's like linear, you know, and I, it's not like at one point I knew, okay, now I can go out, but I thought that I was ready enough to go play and I couldn't pos- keep postponing it because I felt like I just got to face and see where I'm at again. Come out, play, perform, and see where I'm at. But I think good markers are when you when I'm sleeping better um, when I can sleep through the night you know when I can have some good rounds um, in my practice sessions when my swing feels kind of solid and you know my mood is kind of generally better and up you know so then those are probably if you want to hear markers I would say those are the ones and how do you manage expectations after this period of time away yeah um you know I had I had a really, I had actually a career low round in Switzerland a couple of weeks ago, 
and my expectations were so high and I had a really horrible round the next day. So I kind of thought that I probably play better if I don't have expectations and just kind of let it happen and um, enjoy each shot. I know it's so cliche, but you know, you want to kind of visualize winning or you want to visualize playing great shots, but um, at the end of the day, you got to also be out here and enjoy the process, you know. I play better that way if I just kind of let it go a little bit and play just for my own kind of well-being. Yeah. All right, there's an airport that's right next to that golf course there in New Jersey. and that, Those little planes are coming in all day long. You may have heard me say that I did want to remember to ask Dom about the weather because I promised it to you guys for Las Vegas. What's the PGA Tour telling us it's going to be like out there today, Dom? Uh, the weather today is looking pretty good. It says there's only a chance of rain in the morning. I don't think it'll affect anything. They're calling the rainfall light. Winds are scheduled to increase uh, today, 15 to 25 miles per hour. But over the weekend, the, the weather looks fantastic, obviously. Nelly Corda and Brooke Henderson still coming up on the Fairways of Life show this morning as we welcome you from wherever around the globe you're joining us today. I realize that most of our audience is in North America. Welcome one and all as uh, beams of light start to claw their way across the continent. But we can see from our data that we have people joining us on the television side and on the radio side from all over the globe. So again, one and all, thank you so much. Uh, we've become the largest golf talk show in the world because of all of you, and we are extremely thankful for that. We too are extremely thankful, full of gratitude for those that have been with us every step along the way. It includes Scott White, who is the CEO of the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company, and it has been amazing, and it has been a pleasure to watch the ascent of the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. He's joining us right now. Scott, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, I'm great, Maddie. How have you been? Good. Very well. Thank you very much. The how have you been is a perfect place to start because you guys, if I'm not mistaken, your growth rate has been 50% every year for the last three years. Is that correct? Yeah, and 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 uh, in some of those years, it's been more than 50%, and we're on track to do that again this year. So it's been it's been a great ride. Uh, we've got a long way to go, but it's it's been really satisfying and a lot of fun. You know, that satisfaction, that fun, had to have been on a foundation of, and I, and I hate to phrase it this way that makes it sound so ominous, but a foundation of fear to start, right? You had a massive risk when you started this in 2017 and said, well, we're going to go direct to the consumer. We're not going to go the direction that everybody else goes. The consumer is going to save massive amounts of money because of this direct relationship. You are their tour truck, yet they get the benefit of having top-tier Ben Hogan golf equipment. Now that you can sit back after this massive growth and success, Scott, what was it like in those early days when you decided to make that radical decision that has turned out to be brilliant? Well, you know, fear is, is the operative word. I mean, we were certainly concerned, but we were also very, very optimistic. I mean, we, uh, you know, had a pretty good sense that this was going to work. Um, just basically given what was happening in the world with the, with, uh, the likes of other direct to consumer brands and, People just becoming more comfortable buying products online and expensive products to, to that uh, to that extent. So, um, you know, it's it's been a steep learning curve for us. We made some mistakes early on. We continue to make mistakes, but um, as we learn how to navigate the e-commerce world and understand how we can uh, th not only survive but thrive in that, um, again, it's been it's been great. We've um, we've really refined our business model we've become much more customer friendly but at the end of the day it's all about product and, and living up to mr hogan's uh, mission and philosophy and you know that that part of the whole equation was very simple and easy for us um, you know it's, it's such an established and iconic brand uh, with with such a great long history that you know understanding what we were supposed to do from a business perspective was uh, was was relatively simple, but uh, the the go to market strategies and how do you sell direct and how do you um, you know how, how do you not how do you operate without without having the help of retailers uh, was again a, a pretty interesting uh, time for us early on. But we've got it now. We're we're pretty a pretty well oiled machine. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, it, and it, like I said, it's been extremely exciting to watch the progression of the same, whether 
whether you call it a learning curve or, or just the, the advancement of this company, it is working. Now, some of the things that you did, even from the early days, that were really impressive. Uh, uh, BenHoganGolf.com, somebody logs on. They're interested in a particular product. You guys say, no problem. We'll send it to you. You can play it for as much as you want. Go take it. Let us know. Make sure it's, it's perfect for you. You had a trade-in program on equipment that if they, if they were looking to do it. You had the ability to finance. So from that standpoint, the way that not only, as I mentioned, are you the tour truck direct relationship with these golfers, but you're making it as easy as possible to get Ben Hogan golf equipment. Could you talk to us about the, the kind of the process behind the process? Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the, again, hit the nail on the head. It's really about making this whole process of buying premium golf equipment as simple, easy, and really as enjoyable as possible. Um, you know, I know uh, as, a, as a consumer of golf, you know, it's not always a lot of fun to go into a retail store and, you know, be pressured by a salesman or go to a demo day and have a tech rep kind of learn, leaning over your shoulder, you know, during every shot. And, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the best way to, to buy golf clubs. It's, it's the way people are used to buying golf clubs, but, you know, we wanted to take a lot of the pressure and the, and the adversity out of it. So, you know, as you said, the, the, the best thing to do is to go onto the website, um, you know, look around, poke around. There's a lot of good information, obviously, about our products on there, but yeah. there's also some really interesting information about, you know, Ben Hogan and, and his philosophy uh, in life, but also about club making and, and how we adhere to those philosophies today. You know, there's, as you said, some good programs that we have, the demo program or the trial program where you can you know, take clubs and keep them up to a couple of weeks and try them at your leisure, you know, take them out to your course or your range, compare them head to head with your current products or, or even some competitive products. You know, one of the things that we've recently introduced that's been really well received is, is Hogan Fit, which is a online fitting tool. Certainly it doesn't take the place of a of a real fitting, uh, you know, done by a PGA professional or, or somebody, a club champion, for example. But, you know, if you're not really sure what you should be playing, you know, you answer about 15 questions about your game, current game and what you'd like your game to be. And it'll give you, you know, a, a pretty accurate prescription of, of uh, you know, what kind of clubs you should be playing, uh, what shaft, what shaft flex. Um, it, it's, a, it's a great tool and a, and a great way for people to get started with the Ben Hogan brand. Absolutely love it, Scott. You make it so easy for people to be able to pick up their, their, their new clubs. There's a lot of people that still know what the Ben Hogan name means. There's a lot of young people that would love to find out, BenHoganGolf.com. Uh, as you guys know, every day that we're on the air around the world, I have a Ben Hogan staff bag right next to me, and I have the Icon irons in that staff bag staring at me every day when I come in. It's kind of a mark of you talked about Ben Hogan's philosophies in life and Ben Hogan's philosophies in golf. If I had to encapsulate both, both I would say excellence, and that's exactly what those irons are. I think they're the, the prettiest uh, blade irons in the industry today. But when we get to the discussion that you were just alluding to of players getting Hogan fit at BenHoganGolf.com, it's a question of what iron is best for them. Now, you have the new Edge EX irons that you have introduced to the world. We did a video on it that's everywhere, uh, YouTube, et cetera. Uh, could you talk to us about how the reception's been for those irons and why you think it is that this iron has been, has been so well received? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, as you said, introduced that uh, this summer and, and, and have had a really difficult time keeping it in stock. Uh, oh. it's, been, it's been really well received by, um, you know, people who know and, 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 and have played Hogan in the past. Uh, and, and right, wrong, or different, Hogan, the Hogan brand and Hogan golf clubs have, have really been thought of as uh, uh, clubs for more accomplished players. And, and that's true. You know, as you said, we have the icon irons and, and the PTX pro, which are sort of a, a tweener for competitive players, but probably also up to a 10 or 12 handicap player, but the edge EX really allowed us to expand the appeal of the, of the brand. And, and really we designed this for, um, serious players who love the game of golf and play a lot of golf, but, you know, need game improvement technologies. And so, you know, Edge EX was designed to be as easy to hit as, as possible. Um, there's a lot of uh, really interesting features about it. You know, it's, 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 you could tell that it's a, it's a brother or a sister club to, to the Icon Irons and the PTX Pro Irons, but it's, 
you know, got a much thicker top line, a much bigger face, more offset, and, and really uh, is extremely easy to hit. And so we've had more and more people coming into the fold, coming into the brand that, you know, have always been a little reluctant or resistant or just said, hey, you know, Hogan's great. I love the way the clubs look, but they're not for me. But now there is with the Edge EX uh, really a Hogan iron for, for almost any level of player. It, it's such a cool story with the, with the Edge EX because here you have a fully forged iron. So I don't care what level you play the game, what your handicap is, everybody has dreamt about playing a fully forged iron, that buttery, soft, beautiful feel of the golf ball coming off the metal. And here you have in this, this Edge EX this wide flange, which helped get the ball airborne. It's beautifully cambered on the front end for the turf interaction on the back end. That is for weight distribution, but it, it even is as much for the way that it looks. That top line that Scott was talking about, that's the business end of the club when you look down at it, still is beveled beautifully so that it gives you the stability at the top of the face because you have to understand that at the top line of a club, folks, when you hit the ball, will wobble. So if you have stability there and you have a tendency to hit the golf ball on a wide variety of areas on the face, you're going to have stability at the top end, so you're going to get better performance. And then it has this really deep cavity back, and again, that provides you with maximum perimeter weighting and forgiveness therein. It is a brilliant and beautiful golf club. To that point, whether we talk, whether we're talking about the PTX Pro, whether we're talking about the Icon, whether we're talking about the, the Edge EX irons, Scott, the way that you design these clubs, because you, you talked about it before, and it's kind of protecting, if, if my word, not yours, but protecting the heritage of, of Ben Hogan. Your clubs are absolute artwork. And I'm, I'm curious, through everything else that you had to do in building this company up with a whole new business plan and all the infrastructure and all that goes along with it, how were you able to ensure that everything that you came out with was designed so that it was a, a look at these clubs look at what's on your screen right now folks when this goes into your golf bag it is a thing of beauty yeah i mean that um well it was a, it was a simple process but a difficult process at, at the same time i mean we certainly had a great roadmap i mean we look back at at the the great irons and wedges and 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 other products that the ben hogan golf equipment company had turned out since 1953 and and obviously there's a common thread to all of them. They they're beautiful. They they're they're you know, incredible craft craftsmanship and workmanship. Um, you know they're pieces of jewelry. I mean that's how we really look at it. And 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 we we consider them uh, to be the most elegant looking golf clubs that really have ever been in existence. Um, we always make sure that our products work and perform first and foremost. I mean, it, it's you know, it's one thing to have great-looking clubs, but if they don't work the way they're supposed to work and provide, uh, you know, the playability that you're looking for, you know, they can be packaged up in whatever form you want. But, you know, so we so we really spend a lot of time with our R&D team, making sure that the technology is there, uh, the performance benefits we're looking for are there, and then we spend equally as much time and energy packaging it up into a, uh, a club that, again, we think is what golf equipment should look like. Um, there's not a lot of extraneous bells and whistles on them. Uh, they're clean, they're sleek. Um, and, uh, and again, to use a word I've already used, we think they're elegant and, and uh, we think they're, you know, something that Mr. Hogan would be proud of. And that's always the, the, the end all be all sniff test uh, that we use whenever we bring any club to market is to make sure that it's something you know, obviously we can't talk to the man, but we want to make sure that, you know, we think it's representative of, of his philosophy and his mission when he made golf equipment. It's interesting about Ben Hogan, isn't it? For, for someone that was seemingly as quiet as he was when he spoke, his words meant something. Just the image of who he was. And when you look at his golf clubs and what you know about his life, it seems to speak volumes. It's almost as if he speaks more now than, than when he was actually amongst us. You mentioned the wedges for a second, and, I, and I, you call your wedges the equalizer, and, and the equalizer two wedges are out right now. And I, and I want to just pause on that for a second because I don't think that a lot of people realize that that name is there with historic significance. Ben Hogan looked upon the wedge as an equalizer. Uh, could you talk to us about your wedge philosophy, your designs, and how they've been received? 
Yeah, I mean, as you said, the, the Equalizer name has been around and synonymous with, with Ben Hogan for, for many, many years. I mean, he he called this pitching wedge the Equalizer, and I think the stories I've heard is his competitors really came up with that name because, you know, he has such a magical short game. Um, and so, you know, our wedges are, are, you know, we thought it was appropriate to, to name our wedge lines the Equalizer. Um they're, you know, fully forged, uh, 1020 carbon steel. So um, they feel extraordinarily soft and, and buttery, a term you've used a number of times. Um, but the designs are very classic and, and uh, you know, very um, uh, representative of, of, of old shapes of, of golf equipment and specifically wedges. But again, there's new technology built into them. You know, our, our sand wedges and gap wedges and, lo- and, and uh, uh, lob wedges are all built independent of one another so that they perform the way they're, they're meant to work at, for those different shots. And, you know, again, um, good golfers and even golfers that, that don't understand the nuances of golf design, golf club design, uh, have really gravitated towards them. Um, we've, again, had real difficulty this year uh, keeping some of the, the, the more popular lofts in, in stock but um, it's uh, it, they're they're great performing clubs and, and they're at a great value. I mean, again, with the direct to consumer business model, um, you know, we think our wedges are as good, if not better, than than any other club on the market, any other wedge on the market. But they're uh, significantly less expensive, so uh, it, it it works out well from from both a pricing and a value and a performance standpoint. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can get more information on anything that we have discussed so far, including the array of irons that are available to you, the equalizer wedges. There's putters on there as well. Scott, I want to talk to you also about your hybrids, your utility irons, and and your metal woods. But before we jump into that, maybe as a bridge, how much is the business in general and yours specifically shifting towards combo sets so that we're using an array of these technologies that are now available in the marketplace. Yeah, that's been a, that's that's been an interesting phenomenon. I mean, we've had we've had a lot of requests over the past few years for mixing and matching of different kinds of golf clubs, and um, and so uh, we did it somewhat reluctantly at first because it, it it created some chaos for us from a manufacturing standpoint. But again, we always wanted to put the the customer and the consumer first. But this year we came out with a combo set, and and rather than designing a set from scratch, um, we knew we had different technologies um, and different different philosophies for each one of our three iron sets: the Icon Blades, the the PTX Pro, and then the and the Edge EX. And um, there's an opportunity on the website to mix and match certain sets and certain components. Um, obviously, the most popular uh, combination is. Uh, you know, a, a more game improvement oriented club like the PTX Pro in the longer irons where you need some, you know, uh, you know, ability to to get the ball up in the air. And if you don't, you know, not hitting it squarely in the middle of the club face every time, it'll, it'll provide you with some benefits. And then the the blades and the short scoring irons. And so, you know, that's been uh, that's been a real home run for us. It's it's worked out really well. And, and you know, feedback has been been really extraordinary from from players of, of a lot of different ability levels. I love it. Okay, well, let's jump into the fact that uh, whether it's a, a shot that you have to hit, what driving iron, if you please, or if you don't want to hit a traditional three or four iron, we've got options there in, two, in terms of the UI high. We've got options with, with uh, hybrids. We've got options with fairway metals. We have options with drivers. You want to take us down the road with the big sticks? Yeah, I mean, you know, we... Um, we, we wanted to get into the driver category a, a year or so ago. Um, we just had so much demand. Actually, consumers really wanted to, golfers really wanted to carry a full bag of Ben Hogan golf equipment from the driver all the way through to the putter. And, you know, our bread and butter is really irons and wedges. But, you know, we knew we could come out with a with a driver that was, um, you know, very, very elegant uh, but performed extraordinarily well. And so we brought out the GS53 Max, which was a smaller headed driver originally. I think it's 440 cc's, really designed for better players, um, you know, um, uh, kind of a mid center of gravity. And that, that was, you know, well received. But again, it was designed for better players. And then this this year, 
uh, actually late last year we adapted that technology and developed the GS53 Max, which is a 460cc driver, much lower center of gravity, uh, much more shallow face. And so both drivers are available now. Um, they're a great complement to one another. But, you know, if you're just looking for maximum distance and, you know, hit it bombs away, the, the GS53 Max is for you. And, and if you're more of a uh, somebody that move, wants to move the ball left to right or right to left off the tee, the, the, G, the original GS53 uh, is, is really the, the better of the two choices. So, uh, we, you know, we, we want to provide clubs for, for, you know, whatever your performance um, uh, desires are. Um, and then we followed that up with the GS53 uh, fairway woods, the three and the five iron, three wood and the five wood um, were the originals, but we also thought it would make a lot of sense to bring the four wood out since uh, Mr. Hogan played that for so many years with so much success. So we've got the three, the four, and the, and the five woods available. Um, you can get then, Hogan fit at, go ahead, go ahead, Scott. No, no, it's just, uh, it just uh, that's been uh, kind of a, a, a great spot, a bright spot in our in our product line. I mean, we again, we brought them out just because we had so much demand for them, uh, but it's, they've been, you know, so extraordinarily well received uh, that uh, it's been it's been kind of a surprise, quite honestly. Nothing you guys are doing surprises me in the least. I'm, I'm delighted to see the success you have. I remember when we were with you, when we introduced the PTX Pro Irons and we were broadcasting live then just doing the, the radio side and you immediately sold out of every uh, club that you had. It's, it's brilliant to watch it. It's fun to watch it in, in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not the only one. There are people that who love the game of golf and love the fact that you guys are continue to nurture and carry the name Ben Hogan through the game of golf the way that you are. And I love the word that you've been using. You've used it multiple times today of elegance with these golf clubs because they truly are elegant. Folks, you can get Hogan Fit at BenHoganGolf.com. You can see everything else that they have on offer there too, including the, the, their golf bags and more so that you can immerse yourself with pride into the Ben Hogan name. Uh, we were very proud to and thankful that uh, Scott and the Ben Hogan uh, Golf Equipment Company sent uh, some equipment to us, our last listeners trip, as well as uh, some backpacks. Everybody loved them, so we say thank you for that. But Scott, I guess uh, oh, my last question I'd have for you with all of this that we have gone through, as exciting as it is, what are you at this point most excited about? Well, I'm really excited about the future, quite honestly. We, we've had great successes, as we've talked about the past three or four years since we sort of reinvented ourselves as an e-commerce direct-to-consumer company. Uh, you know, I think most golfers or a lot of golfers now understand what we're doing and understand that you know, we're still the, the Ben Hogan company that they've known and loved since 1953 in, in many ways. Uh, but we, you know, see huge upside and, and huge opportunity for 2022 and beyond. We've got, you know, some great new products coming next year. Uh, we may get into some new categories of, of, of products as well. Um, and and so uh, there's there's some really uh, fun and, and, and good stuff coming from us. Um, that again, will be representative of, of what we've been doing and, and what the company has always been about, you know, premium performance, um, you know, highest quality clubs in the world, but, but now at a great value because of our, of our business model. BenHoganGolf.com. BenHoganGolf.com is the website. If you want to see anything or everything that Scott White, the CEO of Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company has been telling us about today, Scott, we get to talk about what you guys are doing every day. And we are extremely proud to represent you. Congratulations on everything that you've done. Thank you as ever for all and for your time. Thanks, Matty. Really appreciate it. And uh, it's always great talking to you. I hope we get to do it again soon. Absolute delight, my friend. Uh, folks, don't forget with the holidays coming up, uh, BenHoganGolf.com is a great place to log on to too because maybe there's someone in your life, a loved one, that would love something from Ben Hogan. And I'm not talking about necessarily the equipment side right now. I'm talking about everything else. Think about putting that underneath the, the tree and, and you give them, you know, someone that's a huge fan of the game, whether it's a backpack or whether it's a golf bag or what have you, there are things that you definitely can do. All right, so uh, just before we go to break here, because uh, we have uh, Nelly and we have Brooke still coming up in the Fairways of Life show on this Friday at the Open de España, we're blessing 
was six under today. He stands atop the leaderboard on 13 under par. He now shares that position with Ross McGowan, who is three under through six today and at 13 under. Uh, Adrian Arnas is two shots behind at 11 under par. Uh, Rafael Cabrera Bayo, another uh, Spaniard, has worked his way to within three shots. He shares the position of 10 under par. John Rahm lurking one shot back, only four shots off the lead. Rahm is one under. He only only played two holes so far, so it's a pretty good percentage so far. Let's see how much he can claw his way up the leaderboard before the round wraps up on this Friday. We will wrap up on this Friday after these words. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. VGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. VGolfTravelGroup.com. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, I made a superior product, so I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create to help me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers. But now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup-style event. The inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's Blue Course, Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw's Red Course, Gil Hansen's Black Horse, secluded by thousands of acres. The greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG golf clubs are the most technologically advanced available today, and they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG, nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Log on to pxg.com. Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world. The Fairways of Life show. On air, online, and around the world. 
with the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Awesome to catch up with Scott White, the CEO of Ben Hogan Golf Equipment in the last segment. So thank you to Scott for not only joining us, but for being a part of, I mean, it's, we've kind of been on this journey together. They, Don, they started with us right when we, when we decided to independently syndicate the show, if I'm not mistaken, right? Isn't the timing the exact same? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a very long time that they've been in our fold. Um, you know, while you're talking in typical Dominic fashion, I was, uh, I was doing the, uh, the get Hogan fit. I was on their website doing the get Hogan. Like, not to name names, but a lot of other companies, you know, you, you go, you say, you know, I want to use your online fitting thing. And it's like, well, what do you normally shoot? And you're like, oh, like this number. And it's like, well, like, do you, do you like irons? And you're like, yeah. And it's like, all right, well, then you probably need these irons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the Hogan fit thing do that I just like went irons? through, uh, uh, Scott wasn't kidding, man. I had to answer like 20 questions and they're like going through some system. I'm supposed to get an email later on. They'll tell me precisely what I should be playing, uh, but that's pretty cool. It is very it cool. Out. It's Everybody also very concerning. I appreciate you spending that much attention on the no, show. No, no, I was. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. Still producing. Yeah, producing I like how they ask you. Hogan fit. <laughs> <laughs> still counts. I didn't even get a chance to ask you about Sandra Gall with with uh, Amy Rogers. Did a really good piece on on her battling Lyme disease. I mean, it's it's you know. I, Maybe it's because I'm, I've been living in Florida these last few years. Do you guys have Lyme disease up where you are in, in North Carolina, Don? Do you hear yeah, about I it? Mean, oh, it is? Not as much. Tick, ticks are everywhere. I do think that um, it's, a, it's a common issue more probably in the Northeast. Um, but these golfers travel all over the world, especially Remember Jimmy uh, Walker got on the LPGA t- Tour. Walker got absolutely slammed. You can get a tick slammed. anywhere. Yeah, but it's amazing. It, I think it's been sort of a couple years for her that she's been battling and she's sort of finally getting on the other side. If you go to LPGATour.com, you can see the article by Amy Rogers where she talks about that and talks to Sandra a little bit about that. Wow. And remember, Jimmy Walker had the same same issue. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, it really slows you down. I mean, Jimmy won that won the major and then he had, you know, like another solid year and then he got Lyme and he just almost disappeared. And he's well, it's gone kind on record of, I many think, times saying it just took everything away from him, took his energy. Yeah, away. obviously it affects different people different ways and when you catch it and all the rest. I, I know a lot of people that ended up getting Lyme disease when I was living back up the Northeast. And Jimmy Walker was one of those that got hit really, really super hard with what the way that Lyme impacted him and, and its residuals and all the rest. So, gosh, all the best. I'm glad that Sandra Gall's feeling better and, and, and on the mend. Third place at the Cognizant Founders Club cup belongs to a couple of really big names. I'm going to start with Brooke Henderson, who opened with a four under par round. Now that has her four shots behind the leader, Jin Young Ko. But uh, here's what Brooke Henderson had to say in her reflection of the round that was as she came in late. <laughs> no, I wanted this dark, that's for sure. Um, yeah, we tried to get our round finished, and I'm glad we did. Um, but it was definitely very dark coming up 18. And on the putting green, I was really just counting on the paces <laughs> to know how hard to hit it. I uh, heard you were the one that took the little run on 17 to tee off on 18. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Our group, we none of us were really like confident we wanted to finish or confident we didn't want to. So I decided might as well get it done, and it feels good. So we don't have to wake up quite as early tomorrow morning. Absolutely. It was a solid day, even with and a solid par there on the end. Tell us the story of your round today. Um, yeah, I'm really happy to get four under par today. Um, you know, I feel like I hit the ball really well, gave myself a lot of opportunities, which is always key. Um, I feel like a couple putts could have maybe fallen, uh, so hopefully tomorrow I'll make a few more birdies. Um, but I, it's nice to see I'm near the top of the leaderboard again. That always feels good. So hopefully another solid round tomorrow and try to catch Jin Young. What are your thoughts on this golf course? I mean, we're just hearing major, major, major for this, for this place. <laughs> Absolutely. As soon as I walked in, um, I looked like this it looks like it could be a U.S. Open or K- P- PGA, KPMG Women's PGA Championship. So I was like, well, this is a great golf course. It's in phenomenal shape, and it's a lot of fun to play. Um, you can definitely have a lot of birdies out here, which makes it fun, but it can also be challenging as well. So. Brooke Henderson on the mark of four under par. She's currently four shots off the pace. So two is Nellie Corder. Let's go to Nellie and find out what she thought after round one. 
It's good. Felt nice to kind of get the juices flowing again. And um, yeah, you know, I'm not complaining about today. There's some stuff that I can work on, but I'm not complaining. We'll get back to that. But uh, tell us the highlights of your round. Bunch of birdies, two bogeys. But any of those birdies particularly stand out to you? Uh, probably the one on number eight. Kind of drained a longer putt. So okay. That one felt nice. It's these greens are big and they're very undulated. So whenever you get to drain a long one, it's kind of nice. Any guess on how long that was? No idea. I'm sorry. It's probably like 30, 35 feet, 40 feet almost. It's the nice 35. thing about the I would stats say 30, 30 feet. Yeah. The thing about the stats program, I can look it up now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, thoughts now that you've seen around on Mountain Ridge uh, in competition. Did it stand up to what you thought it would? Yeah, um, it felt like I felt really nice out there. Um, I had a couple shorter clubs in, which I was actually expecting it to play a little longer, but I'll take advantage of hitting shorter clubs into the greens. <laughs> All right. So you said you had a few things you wanted to work on. Mm -hmm. Care to elaborate? Yeah, I just uh, I made kind of some stupid mistakes on the back nine. I don't know if it was because I was a little tired <laughs> or not getting back into it, but. Um, it felt pretty much just my putting and maybe a couple loose shots here and there. But other than that, it's just stuff kind of, you hit bad shots and you hit bad putts. So just tidying things up a little. No wait a sec for this plane to fly over. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I know we have, we're right at the end of the runway often in Portland, but this is kind of crazy <laughs> with these planes. It's super cool, yeah. I, I actually asked my caddy, I was like, do you think one of our drives could actually hit one of the planes on nine. I was like, they're, they're pretty low. <laughs> so I don't know if you get a, you get to redo or you'd redo your shot or not, but that yeah, they come in pretty low. Question. Yeah. Like Phil in the drone at the PGA. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so overall, what do you take from today that you hope to apply to tomorrow? Uh, Jin Young's out there lighting it up a couple strokes, but still right, right on the leaders for you. Yeah, I mean, you don't win it on day one, but you can definitely lose it. So just trying to stay consistent and play my golf and get some opportunities where I can sing some putts. But other than that, take it a day at a time and see how it goes. Great. I, you know, I already was a big fan of Nelly Corda, but I'm becoming a bigger fan of Nelly Corda. Dom, there's the airtimes, by the way. You can see it's on the air today from noontime on, on Golf Channel, and, and that will be the airtime through the course of the weekend as well. Dom, you tell me. Am I wrong? But it's but does Nelly Corda not in some way remind you of like when she talks, she's got a little bit of like a sense of teenage angst and at the same time a little bit of a valley girl. It's where it's like, hey Nelly, what did you hit there in eighteen? It was like, uh, it was seven iron, or maybe it was an eight. I don't even know. You don't get it. None of you get it. I think she feels well. The sense I get is she's almost bored slash irritated by the media. Like, oh, I don't blame her for that. More questions. Always with the question. Oh my God. Well, you, there's, it's amazing. There's like How levels, you guys like there's levels that? of golfer, like on the pro side, I feel like Whatever. there's a spectrum of players with the media, right? You've got someone like Rory, who is basically, as far as I can tell, an open, authentic book with the media, which is great. I think the media Yeah, but Rory that. has a great plan, too. And then too. you have Bryson on the other end. Like, yeah. he won't even talk to the media. I'm not talking to anybody ever again. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. And then you have a bunch of people in between. Yeah, he's trying. And you've got Phil that's like, uh, hey, uh, I'll talk to the media as long as I can hold my coffee cup or his sunglasses <laughs> or whatever he's got going on right now. Tiger, sure. look, Tiger has never been crazy about talking to the media either. In fact, Tiger is absolutely ingenious at really not saying anything. If they, if they ask Tiger, like, hey, Tiger, how you doing? How you feeling? He's always like, yeah, great, great. I feel great. It's the best I've felt in a long time. And, like, the next day he has his spine removed. <laughs> Right? That's Tiger. <laughs> but I just. 158, yeah. Yeah. I just love the way that Nelly comes across. It's all just like, hey, Nelly, if you win this, you would become the greatest golfer of all time. You're like, ah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so darn. I just think it's great. I, I, I'm becoming a huge fan of that. That's what we do. All right. Air Times. The Shriners Hospital. No, now it's called Shriners Children's Open to give it its proper name. They shortened it. It used to be the longest. When it was at Justin Timberlake, Shriners Hospital's Children's Open for Open Golf and Open. It was the longest name ever. Maybe only rivaled by the Sammy Davis Jr. Greater Hartford Open. Or no, the Canon Sammy Davis Jr. Greater Hartford Open. Open. Shriners Hospital's Children's Open. Friday at 5 p.m. 
Saturday at 5 p.m., Sunday at 5 p.m., all on Golf Channel. A PGA Tour Live uh, will be coming on the air today at 9.30 a.m., Saturday and Sunday at 9.30 a.m., PGA Tour Radio. There you go, Dominic. Now you got the graphic up there. He was busy doing He was getting Hogan fit. Uh, PGA Tour Radio will be on the air at 2 o'clock. You can tell I was slowing down like, Dom, this is, a, this is me not saying anything to give you time to get the graphic up there. PGA Tour Radio is on the air at 2 p.m. today and at 3 p.m. over the course of the weekend. PGA Tour Radio can be heard on the PGA Tour app on PGATour.com or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service Sirius XM. Uh, the Constellation Furyk and friends, why not throw that up there too? Because everyone's excited about that. Jim Furyk is certainly excited about it. Said he's even nervous about it. That will kick off today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And the Open de España, did we give that to them yet, Dom? Dom says, no, whatever. Uh, it's on the, the air right now. on the now. radio can't see these graphics, by the way. Saturday like at 730. You're listening on the radio. Yeah, you're, he's you're like lambasting me, and these people just are like, "What is he even talking about?" Threw me under the he bus for all the radio for? people. Saturday at seven thirty a.m. for the Open Day Espana, and Sunday at seven a.m. So as you're having your coffee, you get to watch some uh, golf from the European Tour as well. And we'll find out what John Rahm is doing. Let's see. John Rahm is still one under par in his round today. He's completed three holes. He's nine under overall, and he's four shots off the pace. Held by two, Ross McGowan, who's three under through seven in his uh, second round, and Will Blessing who posted a six under par round today of two of those golfers, both at the top of the leaderboard at 13 under par. Great show today. We had a lot of fun. It was awesome having Scott on. He's one of our, our people that have been with us from the very beginning. Uh, BenHoganGolf.com. You guys can get Hogan fit if you want to. Uh, thank you. you. I hope you do get it. I hope you do have an opportunity to do it. But thank you for being with us again and being with us all the way around, not only to Ben Hogan Golf and to Scott, but to all of you. It's been Awesome. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you. Respared on Monday to go through everything that took place. Until then, goodbye for now. Ireland is home to over 400 courses, including a third of the world's natural links and a selection of exceptional championship courses in amazing locations, as well as hosting the prestigious Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, and the Open. Experience golf like you never have before from Royal Port Rush, Royal County Down, Port Marnock, Le Hinch, Valley Bunyan, or Tralee. Let yourself be embraced by the culture and history and feel the warmth of the Irish people who will make you feel as though you have not left home but returned to it. For more information, log on to Ireland.com. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw, sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoingGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then... Finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with 
with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B, the Tour Ball, reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today.